Are you a mum looking for some parenting inspiration, tips and advice, stories on the ups and downs we face in our lives as parents, some humour and a little bit of fun? Then you may have just found what you're looking for. Hi and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host Louise Clark, a certified parent coach known to many as your parenting partner. As a mum to three teenagers, you can bet I've probably been there, done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. I was out with a bunch of mums recently and they were all, we were all discussing various things and parenting and our kids often comes up and one mum said yeah well I just need to quickly check and see where my where my child is and I looked at her and she got out her phone and I said what are you doing and she said oh I'm just I want to see where she is because she said she was going to this place but I just want to check that she is at that place and I said well how are you doing that and she said well you can track them you know you can track them with their phones and I I remember hearing this a while back, but I didn't really pay it much thought. But this really got me thinking. And I think that, you know, you, you might be listening to this and you might have have used this tracking device to find out where your child is, and you might not have. And so I'm I'm not here to, to judge. I'm not here to say something's right or something's wrong. We do things that we we believe are right for us in the moment. I just want to draw your attention to what the child might think if they find out that we've been tracking them, that we've been watching their every move. And does if you, if you do this, does your child know that you do this? Because I think it's a bit, it, you, we're treading on thin ice if our kids don't know that we are tracking them, that we are watching over them for wherever they might be. To me, it's a bit like, or it could be deemed as being a bit like, you know, reading your child's diary or looking at their emails or, you know, many parents say to me, well, I would never be on Instagram if it wasn't for the fact that I just do it because I want to check and make sure that my child is what they're posting and how they're acting on social media. And I think as parents, we have to be really careful and aware of why we are doing certain things. Because what it can do, it can undermine our children's belief of our trust in them. If they know that we're checking their Instagram, it's essentially saying to them, I need to keep an eye on you to make sure you're doing it right and to make sure that you are are um are not doing anything that's that's wrong and it's saying to them I don't trust you. So I have no 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 problem with checking up on things occasionally. But I think that the whole social media thing has got to a point where we can become a bit obsessive with our with our checking up and checking in on our kids. And we need to be really careful of of being cognizant and aware of how they might feel as a result of us doing what we're doing. My kids have Instagram. 
I have I don't think I've ever once been onto their feeds to check what they're doing because I gave them Instagram when I believed they were capable of making the right decisions and right choices about what to post, how to post and when to post. And we've had many, many conversations about it. And often the conversations do come up about certain things that have happened on Instagram. So we have a lively debate about what they think about it. So I, I'm not saying my, my kids won't make mistakes. They won't post things that they shouldn't post. But if they come to me and they have a, a, there's a problem, we'll go through it together. But I don't go to their accounts presuming there might be a problem or me having to check in case there's a problem. I trust them that they will come to me if there's a problem. And also, I believe there's certain things that it's good for them to be in charge of. But everyone has their different views on that. (coughs) But communication between us and our kids plays a really important part of the relationship. But what if that communication becomes stifling? What if it becomes suffocating? And with all these tracking devices and parents being on social media and all these things... We have to be really careful about what that is saying to our our kids. It's effectively saying, I don't trust you, I need to check up on you, and I will continue doing that until when? I don't know when you you continue to, to do it. But it really boils down to trust and privacy and them stepping into their independence and being able to take charge of their own lives. I believe now there is a newly created app that forces kids to reply to a text message that their parents have sent them immediately. And if the child doesn't reply immediately, the phone is effectively shut down. Everything, Even if the, the teenager mutes the sound, the app will continue to override and make a noise so the kid cannot ignore and not answer or say, I didn't get a text from their parents. And I think, you know, we've become so accustomed to this instant gratification, you know, and I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I'll text my friend and when, if I don't get a text right back, I'm sometimes I'm like, hmm, I hope they're okay. I wonder if they got it, you know, an hour later, I wonder if they got it. Well, they might be in a meeting, they might be on a hike, <coughs> but we're so accustomed to wanting immediate answers from people that I think with our kids, we converge on being the same. That we text them, we want an immediate reply. They might be with their friends. They might be in a classroom. They might be doing various things that they can't reply. And even if they could reply, is it really essential that they reply immediately? And I've complained about this at times with my kids. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm aware enough to just step back and go, wait a minute, who's Who's got whose problem is this? And often it's my problem. I want the answer right now and I don't want to wait for it. So I expect them to answer me immediately. Well, they might not see what I've texted as being vaguely urgent or that I might need a, a reply from them. So I think we're treading on, on thin ice sometimes when we just expect these instant replies from our kids because what that does is that when their friends text, they'll reply instantly, immediately. So they're not being taught to delay gratification at all. So it's this vicious cycle that we find ourselves trapped in. And, you know, today it's all about text. And kids who don't respond to to text might have really good excuses or reasons for not responding to the text. But 
if our kids feel suffocated by our parents' text, all of our texts, and that they don't feel that they're trusted, they might mute their phone. They might even, you know, with this new app, it could drive a child to be quite manipulative and even lie. You know, if they've got, if they know their phone's shut down, if their parent texts them and then their phone shuts down, if they don't uh, reply, they might go and buy another phone. They might set up an account with a second phone and they just, they they can use that one. Because if they can't use their own phone for anything until they've replied to their parents, it's really going to put pressure on them. So we have to work on the relationship and we have to work on the trust piece, that we trust our children. If we give our child a phone, we have to trust that they're going to be able to use it responsibly. Uh, responsibly. If we If we don't believe they can, then we need to question whether we can put them in charge of a device like that at that stage in their life. And also helping them understand and not force them to reply immediately. And also if we don't hear from them immediately, that we can sit back and be comfortable with that and think, well, there might be good reason for this. So we have to use our discretion. We have to learn to be able to control our inability to delay gratification, to to tolerate the frustration of not hearing back from them. You know, imagine if we were at a party and we had to text the minute we got there, text half an hour in, text an hour in, take a photo of something to show that they are where they're at, they know the parents have got a tracking device, so they're going to know where they are. It's, it must put an incredible amount of pressure on them. And so I think it's more important for us to instill in them the belief that we trust them. Because imagine going around uh, day by day, feeling deep down inside, well, I don't think my mom trusts me because she's always checking up on me. She never lets me do X, Y, and Z. She always wants to pick me up, take me there. She doesn't let me um, do things on my own. I'm desperate to do them on my own, but she just won't let me. It will render a child very um, possibly bitter, maybe resentful, but deep down on their self-esteem, it's not nice to know that you're not trusted. It doesn't make them feel capable. So these these uh, things that we can do now through social media, through phones, are fantastic and they absolutely have so many advantages. But I think we do have to be very cognizant of not suffocating or stifling our kids through our need to um, contact them and be in constant communication with them and know their every move. Think back to when you were a child. Yes, it was a pre excuse me, it was pre the digital age. But we told our parents where we were going at 10am in the morning and we went out. And if we came home late for lunch, we were late for lunch. Um, and, you know, they, they had no idea where we were half the time. And we came home or we'd say we'd go and do something. I remember I occasionally would say I was going to one house and I'd go to another house and it was all okay. But I think because we can potentially track them, know where they are, get hold of them at any minute, it's played right into our fear that we have to know where they are at any moment and be able to get hold of them at any moment. And I think we need to sit and look at that and deconstruct our fears because fears are often, you know, irrational, illogical. 
The thoughts that we create in our minds are often not true or they're certainly not real. Um, but we, we imagine them and believe them to be and that makes us feel a certain way and then act a certain way. So on the podcast on Monday, I'm going to be talking about our thoughts and fear and how it can impact us as parents. So do, don't forget to tune into Monday's episodes. But, <coughs> excuse me, I'm off the back of this horrible cough and it just tickles in my throat and it gets me every now and again. But I hope that you found this podcast um, thought-provoking and that you found it insightful and it might make you sit back and question some of your motives for doing what you do and help you be able to shift things and help you see things from your child's perspective, help you walk in your child's shoes and imagine what it would be like to be them in this day and age. So thank you again for listening. Do pop over to iTunes and leave a review if you feel so inclined. It would be awesome. And I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now. That's it for today's episode on the Parenting in the Thick of It show. If you enjoyed the show, please do share it with your friends and family. And remember, if you find yourself stuck in the thick of it and can't see a way out of it, please send me an email. I would love to help you. My email is louise at yourparentingpartner.com. And don't forget to take a look at the Parenting in the Thick of It family organizer that I created. It's an evergreen family calendar guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organizer for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar. You can find the link for this and the other social media platforms that I am on below the description in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.